Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Righto, it's Tuesday. It's hot. I was going to say it's fun day. It's not, that doesn't work. I'll have to think of something better. But I'm glad that you're here. And is that me people, or the listeners? Well, the, the listeners, but I am also glad that you're here because it'd be a bit weird if you weren't. Yeah, just you <laughs> it'd chatting just to be yourself. Present. It would just be present. There'd be no sober. So, yeah. um, so, yeah. So it's it's a good job that you're here. And before we get into proceedings, last chance women out there sorry fellas <laughs> last chance for you women out there that want to join a little lovely small coaching group where you can be held over the autumn winter seasonal madness um we're gonna have coaching every week from first of october to a little bit just after the new year and we're going to be in a lovely little community together Embracing firsts, embracing the newness of uh, your experience through the what's uh, often known as the silly season. And we're going to be doing a lot of um, lovely, challenging, but lovely inner work. So if you feel called to join a little group uh, and you're a woman <laughs> and you've had some time alcohol free and you'd like to stay that way, especially over this period, then um, give me a shout click the link, book a little call and we'll have a chat and um, you can make an application to join the group. Woohoo. That's uh, um, how pale I look in this, in this current light setup. I look, I look, I look ghostly pale. Maybe perhaps it's just me, but. Uh, it's um, you avoiding the sunshine again. I have once again got my that. legs out in the, this last bit of the sun that we're likely to get. Although who knows, it might be really hot for all of, the fall. Yeah. Who knows? God, I, but I'm actually getting a bit hot. So. Yeah, this room is heating up at a rate of knots because it's, I've, I'm testing it out. So yesterday I had the windows open and I was like, I wonder if it'd be better if I just close all the blinds and everything, keep the windows closed. Maybe that's going to help. I think it is a bit better. I am still very hot. Anyhow, it's not really even that hot, is it? Here we are moaning about like 30 degrees or something. And it's like, it's not even that warm, but. Yeah. But right. we like to talk about the weather because we're British. Is that what today's episode is? Are we going to talk about... Um... We're to talk about the weather. Do you know what three types of rock there are? Oh, God. Sedimentary. Well done. Um, Non-sedimentary. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's one. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I even know. I'm just asking. I heard it. it might be four. I just heard it on, the, on, on like a tannoy in a shop the other day. It's not the word, is it? Tannoy. But you what, know what shop were you in? <laughs> isn't Porous is one of them as well, isn't it? Answers um... on, on a postcode. Postcode? Postcard, everybody. Um, what yeah. shop are you um, in? What shop am I in? Were you in? Well, it was you... on the radio. I couldn't. I can't even remember. I thought it was they on the radio. They were playing playing like BBC Radio Two or whatever, and there was a. Oh God, you, you don't listen to that tribe, they? And uh, anyhow, it's not really about the weather. Tell people or, or sedimentary rock or porous rock. It's yeah. about well, um, Mr. Sam. First of October is going to be celebrating eight years alcohol free. Whoa. And sometime in December, like the 
27th or 28th forget these days yeah yeah that'll be four years for me and it struck me that it's like you suddenly start amassing huge periods of time and it's like whoa like it is quite incredible I, there, there was something um I think it was a show that I've been watching and that there was a scene where these two girls are out like having their girls night out and there were a bunch of shots that were being, you know, they being plied with a bunch of shots by the bartender and what have you. And and I was just thinking like, yeah, that like that just wouldn't work anymore. Cause it's like you're not going to get shots of a non-alcoholic, like a zero proof. It just wouldn't make any sense. So I was just co- kind of contemplating like, wow, like if I was in that situation right now, like what what would I do? Because that it just wouldn't and I was trying to think of a good reason to join in. I was actually trying to think in my own head of like, because I could drink, like if I wanted to, I could go and down a bunch of shots. I was thinking yeah. like, what, like, why would I want to? And I, and I couldn't, I literally could not think of one good reason. <laughs> so, um, so it just, it just dawned on me that like this expansive time passes and it's quite incredible what happens. And we are, benefiting from having a wonderful listenership of people that have some people will have amassed more than eight years alcohol free and then we've got people that are perhaps sober curious and just at the you know the the fringe of starting to look at this so i thought that it would be a really lovely discussion to talk about like what's the what's the the biggest thing that we've discovered this far down the road that we can share with others so that's it that's that's the question it is a big question. Yeah, it's kind of funny, right? I think the journey is not really what we think it is. That's probably one of the that's one of the biggest things that I've kind of seen is that at the beginning we kind of have these ideas about what we think we're up to and what we think we need to accomplish and how we're going to kind of become alcohol free or whatever. But the truth of the matter is as it looks to me it's it's not even a thing like in terms of people talk about labels that they might have, you know, some people, all sorts of different labels that we hear in this kind of like world people, some people you know, use, use the word alcoholic. Some people say in recovery, we've got, we've got sober in the title of ours. Other people might say alcohol free. And like, you know, if you were to ask a whole bunch of people, which one of those seems the most neutral or less loaded and less kind of like story built around it and whatever, they'd probably, they might say, for example, alcohol free, right? But I don't go around telling everybody that I'm like carrot free, that I don't eat carrots. I do, by the way. But if I didn't, I wouldn't go and tell everybody that. And so it's not an ident like it is the falling away of a bunch of shit. It's mm. not what we think it is. It's in the most beautiful way. It's much, much less than we think it is. You just get to be you and you start to realize that you never needed it. No one does. There is no true benefit to it. And that it looks to me as a journey of um because i because i know that there are a lot of people who have been alcohol free for many many years perhaps decades who would vehemently disagree with me they would say that no 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 you don't get it man there are you know there there, there is benefit and all that kind of stuff but i i think that comes from uh innocently not going on the the bigger journey which is 
what we talk about, being present to our experience, to our feelings, to what it is to be human, all that stuff. Like that looks to be the most important thing. But uh, I don't know how it looks to you, mate. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we, we get to choose where we put our attention and focus. It's like one of the only things that we have or the only thing that we have where we place our attention. And you can place your attention on this as a, a journey of abstinence, mm. in which case you're going to have one kind of experience. Or you can look on it as growth, whether you want to call it personal development, spiritual development, or something else, deep in a work. Like it, it's, they're two very, very different things. There is not one part of me that is coveting how it used to be that feels like I'm missing out on something. Mm. I, I, I've said before, you know, you can, you can, uh, gain tenure alcohol free or sober or whatever, but not feel free. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I I'm not um bagging that as a like that's the wrong way to do it. There's there's only your own way to do it. But what was important to me when I embarked upon this, it wasn't I had zero motivation around drinking less or abstaining like I tried that it was fucking hard <laughs> and it was miserable I had no interest in that what I had huge interest in was finding peace in my life mm. finding presence finding equanimity that that's what I was interested in and so my focus and my attention was very much there and because of that it was very like that that was a heart-led intention and it was very appealing. And so it it wasn't about how many days can I not drink for. That that's kind of the like the byproduct of it, which is why I think like both for you and I, it's not like that we're going, oh, here's this big day that we celebrate once a year. It's just like it's just kind of interesting that that much time has passed. And within that, and I, I said this to you earlier on, like the biggest thing that I've discovered is that it's it's this gentle or rude <laughs> invitation to an awakening and and I, and I, I love um how you know Laura McCann titled her book we are the luckiest mm. yeah you are because not everyone's going to get called to it not everybody's going to get the call you've had the call so you know, I, I had no clue what was ahead of me, no clue what that I'm going to completely change career and I'm going to be a coach and I'm going to leave my marriage. <laughs> like if somebody had told me all this stuff at the beginning, I thought they were fucking crackers. And mm. so it's, it, it, it's gradual. It's a gradual path. And that's not everybody's path, but I, it feels more. Um, I, I feel more able to integrate that myself <laughs> rather than um, becoming a blubbering wreck overnight. But that—that's what it is to me. It's this—it's this invitation to uh, a type of awakening that that may result in changes to your. Um, well, it will. You know, there there will be changes, but you're going to experience changes anyway. It's. It's just that those changes come as a result of 
having a very deep connection with your true self and being guided moment to moment, day by day. So it's it to me it's it's wild and it's um the most beautiful thing available because it's it it, it it you can't see it you can't you, and you can't try to orchestrate it and as much as the brain wants to predict where you're going you've got no idea but it's just this wondrous surrender this like okay i'm here for it i'm here for all of it and and by the way not all of it's going to feel fucking awesome some of it's going to feel fucking terrible but as my teacher said i was i was really pleased to hear this the other day i was um been in the pits of a bunch of stuff, a massive period of contraction. And uh, I was listening to a replay of a call with one of my teachers and he said, he was talking about when we have moments of doubt, because what would effectively, what effectively I've been saying to myself is, what's the fucking point? What is the point? Almost like, you know, that point of just want to end it all now. And then by the way, I'm not taking that lightly, but I was, I was literally getting to the point of what is the point? Um, Very, very deep, level of doubt and he said when you have those moments there that is that is part of your practice and if you're not having those moments you are not practicing hard enough so the part of me that likes to get a gold star was very pleased to hear that I'm doing a great job <laughs> of being in contracted states um so yeah it's it's not it's not the this feels amazing all of the time. And we did that episode about the pink cloud, you know, what the fuck's a pink cloud, which talks to this some. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and have a listen. But it, I feel like I'm about to go off down a, a big tangent. Um, we We don't have to cast judgment about what something is. We don't like, we have this obsession with categorizing things, sorting things out. We don't have to do that. You can just be open to your entire experience and find the wonder in it. And I, I don't think there's anything more important or relevant than that. Therein lies the, the thing being open to our experience. I mean, all I, what I heard in what you were sharing, mate, was uh, just being guided by wisdom, you know, and, and that, and, and you know, people will have different conceptions of what that means, but it looks like living life from that space of, of the unknown very often and trusting the unfolding and listening to the nudge that says, go this way, go that way. And um, yeah, that looks very different to running our life from our conditioning of course and of course we like dip in it like you know it, that that's kind of the the thing isn't it we kind of get wrapped up in who we think we are and then we get guided by who we really are and then we get and, and all that kind of stuff like it's like a bit of a bit of a this way that way thing but to the, the the biggest journey and i'm kind of really aligned on this i think with different ways of putting it is once we realize that the goal is not to control or manage our experience then we're on a different path and for most of us, that's what alcohol 
has been used for, particularly people who fall into, you know, prob- very kind of problematic or very, uh, like, you know, heavy alcohol use. It is very often as a way of trying to avoid certain feelings, to control mm. our experience. To become, We become kind of like feeling junkies. We want to kind of be in a certain feeling all the time. Um, and, you know, I've spoken about how I used to kind of try and c- curate my internal experience with an array of drugs and alcohol, like yeah. up as down as trying to basically just always be in a certain space. And that, you know, works in air quotes for as long as it works, but really it, it doesn't work because we're not accessing the deep states of what we really want. Like the the avoidance of things that we're afraid of and the numbing of stuff is very, very different to the experience of allowing those things in. And once we stop trying to control our experience, once we understand that it is safe for us to feel our feelings and our emotions and all those kinds of things. And like, we always caveat this, don't we? Because like, we're not like when we say all your experience is safe, it's like, yeah, if, if, if an actual tiger is coming at you, it's like, it's worth running away or, or doing your best to like, get out the way. Right. What we're talking about is the kind of psychological safety that, that most people innocently don't know and we we keep coming back to this we come back to this again and again and again and so that looks like the bigger journey because for those people for whom i talk to who who are truly as it seems to me and i can sense in them free from from all of that stuff all of the story that used to play out for them it's not how long that they've stopped drinking or like behavior management or any of that stuff that is any that is suggestive of that the truth of it is how open they are to um the human experience in all its beauty mm. and the spiritual experience that which are completely in, interwoven and and yeah many of us we go on that journey of you know we perhaps we stop drinking and then we find ourselves with other kind of wonky relationships with some other staff and we're like why why is this going on and and in the end we start to see what's really go- going on beneath it and then we kind of get into the oh god like this is this isn't what i expected and maybe this is going to be challenging maybe there's going to be some stuff to feel and all that but we're built for that like we're built for that we um yeah we're built for that so that that looks like that looks huge to me it it looks like when i was saying at the beginning the journey is not what we think it is it it, it looks like there's something much much deeper and at the beginning for maybe the first kind of six months, years, couple of years, whatever's going on, even if we're in like a really kind of um, well thought out program that really understands how this works, there may be times where we're just kind of shedding old kind of bullshit, like where, where we're still trying to just kind of use willpower or grip onto it or all these, and that's okay. Like that's completely okay, but there will come a time where you wake up in a world and you realize that all of the people that you were listening to that were inspiring you, they weren't spinning you a line. They were actually speaking from the heart. They were like, I loved the other day I was at a call and I can't remember what I was on a call with, uh, with Jamie. And he said, uh, something along the lines of I'd have to be a fucking nutcase to go back to drinking when I consider how beautiful my life is now. And it gets to that point, you know, it's, it's, it's just, and I'd love people to know that I'd love, I'd love to be a, I think hope is a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes trusting 
if maybe the only thing that sometimes we have on some days or in some moments is listening to that podcast or reading that thing that we know is true, even though our conscious mind is constantly calling bullshit on it. Mm-hmm. But you know somewhere that you, you, you're like, no, there's something here. And that will just grow to the point where it completely, where it just completely fills everything. And then there's not even a question or a doubt or any of that kind of stuff. You just, you just know that you're in the right place, a beautiful place for you. Yeah. And that's why you have to become attuned to how you receive guidance because without that intention, your mind's going to just keep trying to figure things out and try to problem solve and try to fix. And I'll hear from people a lot, you know, like, oh, well, I've, you know, I've, I've listened to all of the replays, watched all the videos. People, I love it when people come onto calls and go, what, right, uh, this is a situation. Can you give me the tool that I need to take into the situation? I said to somebody on a call the other day, um, well, I could, but it won't work. <laughs> they like, looked at me like, what the fuck am I paying all this money for? Um and and so then ensued a conversation around like me explaining why um you know that that it it's not how it works you know you don't you don't fill a toolkit with stuff and then carry it around with you for the rest of your life there are i'm i'm not dismissing that there are practices and modalities and things that are helpful for sure all the while that you're in a skin suit there are going to be things that are helpful because you've got a nervous system and you've got senses uh, but that's not, you know, th- there was this example of, um, it was like a particular, you know, social situation with family, one of those firsts. Like the the thing in the toolkit isn't going to get you through. The thing that's going to get you through is, is you. Mm. And the more uh, attuned you are to yourself, capital S self, the closer that you are connected there, the more that you can strip away the, ordinary mind stuff then uh you, you you've got everything you need you got everything you need you don't need to like there, there aren't gaps to fill so and and i understand where this kind of thing comes from particularly you know given the you know the the places that we frequent in sober community and in the programs that that we coach in, there's you know been a lot made over the years around having you know having your toolkit and this that and the other. Um, I'm not saying that that's entirely redundant, but I'm saying that that's not the way. Ultimately, that's not the way. And the other thing that I really want people to know is that, as I said earlier, there's not like one way to do this. There's only your way to do it, and there's also not a timeline. There's only your timeline. So you have your own distinct set of patterns, um, karmic tendencies. You've been through how many ever, however many lifetimes you've been through before this one. Nobody's got that track record, only you. So when we try to uh, have ourselves fit in with some kind of arbitrary imagined timeline, it's no wonder it feels clunky and difficult and restrictive because that that doesn't that doesn't fit for us it's made up so yes it's it, it's it, it's great to look ahead and to ask you know what are the things that i have to look forward to and and there are times on my 
spiritual path that I've kind of wanted to gauge like, well, where am I? Where am I in the whole thing? Like, am I at the beginning? Am I somewhere in the middle? Am I actually moving forwards? But it's, you, you realize that that's all fucking nonsense. It's all made up. You, you know, you know, if you are heading in the right direction, because that's actually the only way that you can head. It just might not um, fit the construct of what it's supposed to, in inverted commas, look like. Uh, but you, you keep going, you keep going. And that's where, you know, hope and faith and all of those beautiful things come into play. I think I think uh, most of the questions that we might sit and you know those those kinds of questions of where are you and all that kind of stuff. It's like at the end, you're like, uh, like who gives a shit? Like I, it's, that's that's not it. And it strikes me as you shared that, mate. That tools. Here's the thing about tools: is if you've got a if you're looking at a building. And you're like, I don't like that. Um, and you want to just kind of fix it up. Tools are absolutely amazing. Like if you get everything out and you can replaster and do all that shit. Like they're brilliant for that. But what they ain't ever going to do is take you back to the position of the architect and allow you to create something new. Now, once the insight's been had, once you've seen for yourself I really want to bring that into being. That's what I'd love to have happen. That's what I want to create in my life. Then it may, of course, tools may fit into that picture beautifully. But if we're trying to re-architecture our life with tools, we're just, it's an unwinnable game. Like we just go around in circles all the time. We keep saying, well, why do I just keep going around in circles and doing the same thing? It's because, well, we haven't had the insight that's going to make the true difference. Like if I'd have like swung in like your fairy godmother, godfather at that moment when, you know, you were being called on at the grief for your dad. And I'd have been like, you know, Hey, here's some nice tools for you. Like at that moment, like that's, that ain't going to cut it. Like you, that's not how it goes. Um, Unless it was like at the end of the, unless you were kind of in, in, unless it's in this sense, you realize in yourself, Oh fuck. Like, it's like, this is time. Um, do you know, I think I am going to go, you know, get in some water and look at the stars or whatever. Like, it looks like the tools follow the insights from the heart of your being and the wisdom. Mm -hmm. I don't know if what I'm saying is making any sense, but you, you, if the only thing you're packing <laughs> is a toolkit, you're effectively in the management game. You're not in the recreation game. And that's a completely different thing. Mm, yeah. I like the way you put that. I like the analogy ah i knew we were partnered for a reason partner who partner. do you reckon if we had to build a house who'd do what i reckon do you, would you be the gaffer would you reckon i'd be the gaffer i'd probably design it i think we'd well go. i don't know i think we'd both have a i think we'd both have a go at the design maybe i don't know what we'd have to do but yeah it'd be interesting wouldn't it it's funny, a when present I wing and a sober wing <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it, so for people that are new to the podcast, if anybody doesn't know, um, the name for this podcast is basically just, we have both had our kind of uh, independent things. Ellie's pump up the present, mine uh, sober rebellion, and we just stuck them together as present and sober. And it was like, wow, look at that. That's amazing. Um, so that's that's why when Ellie's referring to me as as that and or vice versa, that's where there's coming from. I realized that there might be a bunch of people listening that, that might be yeah. like, well, how did that come about? And... I don't know if we finished wrapping up talking about this, but I think that was probably a nice place to maybe kind of 
I don't know, just have a bit of a share at the end. You can let me know if anything else appears. I want to give a shout out to anybody who just listening to the podcast who actually has never drunk or does still drink a beer or whatever, right? And they're loving the content because I've I'm, a lot of people say to me, oh, my mate now listens to you, even though she drinks or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. And I think that that's cool because, you know, at the front door, a lot of people might think that the only thing that we're talking about is like how to stop drinking, for example, right? But that ain't what it's about. Like that's that's very often the invitation that brings people to the party because people might be looking for that. But ultimately, the bigger invitation we want to make is into this other way of uh, going on the journey. And yeah, I think that's really cool. I just uh, I meant to say that to you and I, more and more people. I love it. I love it. It's also an invitation to learn how to start swearing. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to say that they just like the swearing. <laughs> just, yeah, we must put on, some people off. Come along for the potty mouth. It, it must uh, be a bit. Bit of and the nonsense, the irreverent nonsense. Um, so there's never, something for everyone. Non, I've never in my life spoken any kind of irreverent nonsense, whatever that is. Um, I wish I did have some irreverent nonsense for this moment in time. That would be awesome. I don't have any oh. amazing facts or anything. Nothing's coming to me. I've just got one one little moment to revisit of of the days of yore, which wasn't that long ago, where it was my all-time favourite episode where you were talking about us going off on a tangent and talking about blah, 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 and how, and I can't remember exactly how you said it, but it was in, in effect, like, you know, planning for this, but well, if we just, you know, go off on one and start talking a bunch of nonsense, then we'll just release it like we always do. <laughs> and then, and, that, and at that point I was lost for I think about a record of about four minutes. I could not bring myself back. Yeah. So awesome. That's what you're um, that's what you're all consuming. So good for you. Thanks for being here. Don't forget to leave us a review and share it with a friend who likes yeah. to swell. Yeah, maybe you've got because I think we're entering into a new world now of people who really may I don't know. They perhaps they're not on a journey of becoming alcohol free at all or whatever, but they're really open to a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here. And mm. yeah, I, you know, it might may be worth if you've got someone who you who you think would get something from it, that'd be ace. And that really helps spread the present and sober love at the end of the yeah. day. They, I love that. They would be very, very, very welcome yeah. because we, we have a wonderful community on Facebook. And um, um, I know we've been a, a little quiet over the summer because we've been busy summering. But there's stuff coming up and it like it doesn't matter where you're at or what, what your intentions are with um with alcohol at all. Yeah. And I think one of the things that makes our community really different is that there's I think we've only ever kicked one person out for being a dick. So you've you've got people that are really like just leveled in like we're we're all in this together. We're all yeah. doing some really fucking interesting stuff and we're all doing it together. So it, it it doesn't matter what your background is or what your intention is or what you, well, your intention matters to a degree. Don't be a dick, but yeah. you know, like what a, like that's going to make really interesting dialogue and conversation and questions for the podcast, having people that are at really different places. So I'm all for it. Me too. The more the merrier. Right. Awesome. Abo. Right. Nice, nice place for us to, a pause yep have a nice week 
be good. That sounded so like I know it sounds like you were. I was going to say something and I'm not going to say it. Um, but that was just the way you said that was quite yeah. funny. You are. Tell me after. See you next Tuesday. In a bit. <laughs> Classic. <laughs>